Coach, so good to be with you on a Saturday night. It's been a while. I'm very happy to be hanging out with you once again here on Indiana Sports Talk. Before we get to what's happened already today, Coach, a lot has happened in Las Vegas since last time you and I chatted just a few minutes ago. Notre Dame still leading, but it's 25-20 to now, and Drew Pine just threw an interception. So BYU, the Cougars, roaring back right now. I'll keep you updated on that one throughout the evening. 11.42 left in the fourth quarter in that close one out in Las Vegas. What's already happened today, Michigan, 31-10 winners in Bloomington over Indiana, 10-10 at halftime. Tom Allen's team, they hung around, and then the number four team in the country did what the number four team in the country does. Here's Tom Allen after the game. Thought our kids fought their tails off, played their hearts out. Obviously got some guys out, but other guys stepped up. Just uh, didn't finish. You know, had a chance in the fourth quarter and uh, go against the fourth-ranked team in the country. And really good football team, and you get a chance to be able to be in the fourth quarter to go find a way to win, and, and uh, we didn't finish. So that's highly disappointing. Connor Bazelak, 25 of 49 for 203 yards and one touchdown. Hoosiers really struggled to get anything going on the ground. True freshman Jalen Lucas led all IU rushers with 45 yards. 39 of those came on one play. Of course, we're also thinking of Michigan running backs coach Mike Hart, who collapsed during the game. He is stable at a Bloomington area hospital, according to Jim Harbaugh, after the game. Purdue, 31-29 win over Maryland. It's the Boilermakers' second straight Big Ten road win. Maryland could have tied this game with 35 seconds left with a two-point conversion, but it came back thanks to an ineligible man downfield penalty on the Terps. Aiden O'Connell. 30 of 41 for 360 yards and two touchdowns. Payne Durham caught seven of those passes for 109 yards and one of those touchdowns as well. Aiden O'Connell, man, he brings it every single week. The Boilermakers very much in the hunt in a wide-open Big Ten West. Zero currently ranked teams left on their schedule. Ball State beat Central Michigan 17-16 to in a grinded-out type of game. Carson Steele ran for 124 yards on the night. The Cardinals 0-13 on third down, just 15 first downs in total. A field goal with 12 minutes and 14 seconds left was the thing that gave Ball State the lead that they would not give away. Indiana State, the Sycamores, gave North Dakota State all they could handle, 31-26. They eventually fell in that one. Indiana State led at halftime, and again with 10 minutes left in the third quarter, um, eventually falling falling by five points. North Dakota State, just 10 losses since 2014. That's the kind of powerhouse we're talking about there. The Butler Bulldogs, they beat Dayton 31-0, the first time since 1976, Coach. 1976 that Dayton has been shut out. 501 straight games with at least one score. That streak comes to a screeching halt against the Bulldogs today. You, Indy, we just talked to Coach. Uh, 38-23 victory over McKendry. The number eight ranked Greyhounds moved to 5-0 on the season. Toriano Clinton Jr., 299 all-purpose yards and five touchdowns. You, Indy's all-time leading rusher doing what he does, just absolutely producing for the Greyhounds. The Indianapolis Colts on Thursday, 12-9, an ugly one. But the Colts, they got it done, and that that was the message after the game. Um, Wild thing to say before the rest of the the NFL plays in Week 5 tomorrow, the Colts are tied for first in the AFC South, despite everything that's happened. Quite a wild thing to say. Baseball updates real quick for you, Coach. We've been talking about it throughout the evening so far, and plenty of action throughout the day already. 
Mets and Padres. The Mets lead 3-2 to two right now. The Phillies have stretched their lead 2-0 over the Cardinals, and the Guardians beat the Rays in 15 innings today, Coach. That's a lot of baseball. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Josh Mullinex. Welcome back, everybody. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Purdue 31-29 winners at Maryland from the Purdue Sports Network. Fresh off an airplane, Rob Blackman. Hello, Rob. Uh, hello, Bob. You're right. Yes, uh, fresh off the airplane back from Maryland and uh, feeling pretty good about the fact Purdue's now won three games in a row, which is uh, that's it's been a pretty been a good run here. Oh, it's been a great run. They're four and two overall, and they also lead the nation, in my estimation, of playing close games every time they play. And it's a, it, again, <laughs> it goes down to the end, and they they manage to win them in one possession. And I think that's an indication of a good football team. It's so crazy. We talked about this on the radio broadcast, but Purdue has played six games this year. In three of the six. Uh, the opposing team has gone down and scored a touchdown in the final minute of the game. Uh, it happened again today. Now, the other two, of course, were unfortunately were losses, Penn State and, and Syracuse. But today, the fact that 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 uh, Maryland scored a touchdown but then had to go for two, uh, mm-hmm. which they were not able to convert, that means Purdue holds on. So, yeah, if you are a faint of heart person uh, and you are you're following Purdue football this year, uh, you're you better go see your local cardiologist because you're having a tough season, man. It's it's been this one's been hard on the on the fans for sure. But Purdue finds a way to win. It sounds crazy, but man, Purdue is is sitting right where they want to be. Uh, currently atop the Big Ten West standings. Uh, that game next Saturday against Nebraska now takes on a whole new meaning because if you win that game, you are you are clearly in the driver's seat to win the Big Ten West. So, uh, yeah, I don't know what to say other than uh, it, if you're a Purdue football fan, uh, again, consult your local cardiologist because you've had you've had some pretty rough games here so far that have really have really kept your old heart uh, a pumping a little bit extra. Yeah, but the key is they win. <laughs> I mean, it's that it's that yeah, cliche yeah. of finding a way to win, and they do it in spite of themselves today, turning it over three times in the second half, and then you know you got a a little goal line situation where they're not able to punch it in. So despite the, their their shortcomings and not being able to take care of the ball, they find a way to win again. And the amazing thing about those turnovers, Bob. They all three came in successive drives. Purdue had three possessions in the third quarter. All three of them were turnovers. Yet the defense gave up zero points off of those turnovers. Uh, So tip of the cap to the defense. I mean, Purdue just kept giving the ball back to Maryland. It was getting so frustrating in that third quarter to watch Purdue just consistently give the ball right back to Maryland. Yet the defense every single time was able to not only keep them out of the end zone, keep them off the scoreboard. Uh, a couple of those were three and outs for the defense. So, yeah, I, I have no idea if this is even possible. I'm sure it is. Someone much smarter than I could look this up. But the last time Purdue had three second-half turnovers yet in, on the road, yet still won the game. Uh, so that is a tip of the cap to the defense and, quite frankly, a tip of the cap to the special teams because <laughs> the fact that Purdue, Purdue blocked that extra point right. on Maryland's one, uh, first touchdown in the second half uh, that that ends up looming large. If you don't block that extra point, 
Maryland doesn't have to go for two at the end of the game. So uh, defense, special teams uh, really played well. Offense wasn't great today, uh, was okay, better than average, but certainly not great. But when they needed to have that that late touchdown drive, uh, they came up with the pl- big plays to make it happen offensively. So, yeah, I don't know. I I, I hesitate to get the cart too far in fr- too far in front of the ho- horse. But man, you kind of feel like this is starting to come together as one of those special seasons. So, as a Purdue fan, you just hope hope that's the case because uh, a lot of things right now Purdue is is doing and and it, and it's coming up and they're coming out smelling like roses here these last three games. Rob Blackman with us from the uh, Purdue Radio Network. Purdue with a win uh, at Maryland. Uh, you mentioned uh, offense, Aiden O'Connell, 30 of 41. That's pretty strong. Uh, that's impressive. And, uh, and, and I, I, you know, I read things. I'm reading all these different things, and, but people not giving him much credit. 40 of 31 is a pretty efficient day no matter who you are. Yeah, and, you know, the problem for Aiden, and if, if it's even a problem, that's probably not the right word, He's become he's become such a high level quarterback that when he's thirty for forty one you feel you feel like he had a bad day right <laughs> if, if, if yeah. he's not if yeah. he's not thirty if he's not thirty seven of forty one you feel like oh what's wrong with Aiden O'Connell um, and uh, that's that's uh, just you're a victim of your own success quite frankly uh, but you know I thought one thing offensively that was nice to see Charlie Jones was not very involved today offensively right uh, one of the top receivers in the country leads the nation in basically every receiving category. Uh, coming into the game. I think he only ended up with three catches today. But that was because Maryland had two guys on him at all times. Right. They had a safety over the top, and they were bound to determine that Charlie Jones was not going to beat him. Yeah. And so that forced other players to come up and make some plays today. Mershawn Rice, who, hey, hey, Rob, quite frankly, yeah. had been in Yeah, yeah. I hate to interrupt you, but we, we need to go to a scoreboard update. Can you hang on? Sure, yeah, I'll hang uh, on, sure. All right, we'll come back, talk more to Rob Blackman. Coach, we're moving quickly through the fourth quarter in Las Vegas. Notre Dame did get a stop after the turnover, got the ball back, went down and scored a field goal. So 28-20 to is the score from Allegiant Stadium. Uh, 6.07 left in the fourth quarter there. Um, real quick, baseball updates. Uh, the Mets in, were through six in New York. The Mets are leading the Padres 3-2. to uh, bottom of the fifth in St. Louis, and the Phillies holding on to a 2-0 lead in that one. Uh, four total hits in the ball game there. Uh, lots of really good pitching today. one nothing. the Guardians beat the Rays in 15 innings earlier today, and the Mariners came back from against the Blue Jays in 10-9 fashion. Plenty of college football action this afternoon. Michigan, 31-10 winners over Indiana, 10-10 at halftime before the Wolverines scored 21 unanswered. Second week in a row that Indiana hasn't scored in the second half. Purdue, we just, we're talking to Rob Blackman right now, 31-29 winners over Maryland. Second straight Big Ten road win for the Boilermakers. Ball State, 17-16 winners over Central Michigan. Carson Steele ran for 124 yards there. Indiana State fell in a close one to North Dakota State, 31 to 26 led with 10 minutes left in the third quarter in that one butler shut out dayton 31 nothing first time since 1976 the flyers have been shut out and und beat mckendry 38 to 23 for network indiana sports i'm josh mullinex welcome back everybody i'm bob lovell this is indiana sports talk brought to you by indiana donor network before i rudely interrupted him rob blackman from the purdue 
Sports Network was with us talking about Purdue's 31-29 win over Maryland. Um, how was the playing? You mentioned you know you, you got out of Mar- you got out of D.C. later than what you thought. Great to have charter. I mean, I, I my only trip in and out of Washington was, you know, it was painful. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> back in the day, and I thought I, I'm I'm glad I don't live out here, work out here. This is crazy, but you know what? That's the joy of being a big time football program, and you get a chance to get back and and get prepared for the next one. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, so, of course, with football, as you well know, Bob, it's a it's a major ordeal to get a football team from point A to point B just because of the sheer number of people. Uh, so, you know, we have a travel party of well over a hundred people. So that, that's that's five charter buses to get you from the airport to the to the football field, and then from the field back to the airport. So uh, you, you do get a police escort uh, typically in the Big Ten, most places, and. And that is, of course, true in Maryland, in College Park. The problem is the the people that live out there are so used to police escorts for senators and governors <laughs> and presidents right. and vice presidents. They don't even pay attention to those policemen anymore. They're just like, oh, what the heck? Well, we're not going to get over for these guys. So those police escorts aren't quite as helpful uh, out, out in the in the, in the the greater Washington, D.C. area as they are in, say, Indianapolis, Indiana. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, you know, you, earlier you talked about it. I mean, here, here, this is a situation. They're four and two. Um, you've got to match up with Nebraska next week. They find themselves, uh, you know, in a position to be uh, on top of the West Division. And, uh, and you could argue that they haven't really put together uh, a complete game yet. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things you look at. And, of course, hindsight is always twenty twenty, but – uh, Purdue, quite frankly, is less than two minutes away this season from being 6-0. and uh, And you could realistically say Purdue is, quite frankly, less than three minutes away from being 1-5. and five. I mean, that is how right, right. you talk about on the, you're on the razor's edge this year. That certainly is what Purdue has been. Uh, literally every single game outside of the Indiana State game in week two. So, um, And I, quite frankly, Bob, just kind of looking at, you know, the back half of the schedule, the final six games on the regular season schedule, um, I, it's probably going to be like this all the way to the bitter end uh, for Purdue. So <laughs> Purdue fans, like it or not, this is how it's going to be. And I do anticipate that will be similar with uh, the, with Nebraska coming in next Saturday. Obviously, Nebraska is working under an, under an interim coach with Mickey Joseph. But, hey, they won a game on the road last night at Rutgers. So they're feeling pretty good about themselves. They've won two in a row. They beat Indiana two weekends ago. So they're going to come into Purdue with a lot of confidence. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's so crazy to think – uh, especially after Purdue lost that game at Syracuse, you just, in a lot of ways, you felt like, man, this season is going to could go sideways on us. And quite the opposite has happened. Purdue hasn't lost a game since, and and now they're in a position to be in the driver's seat to win the Big Ten West Division, which they've never done in their in their in their football history. So, uh, razor's edge. That's that's right. where Purdue's living this year, and and football. And again, if you're if you're a fan, it's probably been a little tough on you. <laughs> I understand that we all like those fifty-six to nothing games. Right, right. It's a little bit more easier to take, but uh, hey, I guess this makes it a little bit more fun anyway. It forces you to watch the whole game start to finish because you never know what might happen in those last sixty seconds, as we've learned the hard way this year with Purdue football. Well, reasons, plenty of reasons to be optimistic. Number one, defensively, they're playing great football. Secondly, Aiden o, uh, O'Connell is Aiden O'Connell. Devin Mockaby is just emerging as a factor uh, in this offensive unit, too. 
Boy, Devin's been quite a quite a find for Purdue. We, I know we talked at length about him last Saturday night, Bob, but you know today he didn't have a lot of rushing yards. Purdue as a team, quite frankly, did not. Now that number was skewed because Purdue gave up five quarterback sacks, and that number counted counts against the rushing yardage. But but Devin Mockaby did a good job catching the ball out of the backfield, uh, which is something we hadn't seen him do a lot of this year. So. Yeah, it's each week with Maccabee, you just find yourself saying, "Wow, he, uh, you know, just when you thought maybe he'd reached the pinnacle of his uh, of his redshirt freshman season ability-wise, he comes out and does something like he does today and shows you his ability to catch the ball out of the backfield." So, just keeps adding to that arsenal of of, of ability for him from a skill set. So, boy, he's been fun, and uh, you know, I'd remind Purdue fans: Purdue's been on this three-game winning streak without their top running back, King Daru, right. has missed this all this time with injury. Or who knows if even Devin Mockaby gets an opportunity if King Daru isn't injured right now. So uh, it, it was a thin running back room to start with. It certainly has gotten thinner with King Daru being out injured. But but the fact, like a guy like Devin Mockaby has been able to step up and carry the load, uh, man, what a, what a nice, pleasant surprise that has been. Rob Blackman from the Purdue Sports Network. Rob, thank you. I know it's been a long, long day. I appreciate you calling me and enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Bob, thank you. Enjoyed it. Thank you. Rob Blackman. Boilermakers 3120. Think about it. They're four and two right now. Okay. Um I go back to last year. They won nine games last year and nobody talked about it. <laughs> Literally didn't talk about it. Out pretty, yeah, they were yeah, they were okay. They won nine games, and um, O'Connell is legit. Maccabi is just in, he's tremendous, but I think been more impressed with what they've done defensively. This is a group that's getting better and better, and I think we all understand the West Division is the West Division. Uh, but all you can do uh, is beat the teams on your schedule. <laughs> that's the idea. You don't ski. You don't, you're not putting that schedule together. You're, not, you're certainly not putting the conference schedule together. So the task ahead of you is beat the teams on your schedule. Uh, and I, I, I mentioned this in the context of the Colts and the Broncos. You don't get style points in this. The idea is to win games. Uh, and you can talk about well, they didn't play, they didn't look good, didn't, didn't do all that. This did they win? Okay. I mean, I spent time coaching a different sport for a long time. Uh, I never had anybody ask me, hey, "Hey, how was your how was your team play? Did you did you play well? Did you did you do? How many did you win? That was it. <laughs> That's the concept. <laughs> you play to win. Um, you want you want to talk about style points? Go to gymnastics, something like that. Boilers with a win. Tough day. We're going to talk about IU uh, later on in this hour. Um, in the next half hour, actually, we'll talk a, about that. How about the Ball State Cardinals? Huh? 17-16 over Central Michigan. Starting to put some things together. Uh, Butler obliterates Dayton today, 31-0. Uh, Hanover College, 63-21 over Bluffton. Franklin College won. So Han- it was homecoming at Hanover and Franklin. Um I know my grandson's down in Hanover, um, taking in the festivities. He was part of the uh, the lacrosse team's uh, game with their alums. He, my grandson was coaching the alums. He has some, uh, if you can believe it, he has some lingering injuries from his lacrosse days. 
Uh, and so he's, you know, physically not able to, to go out there and, and get involved in play. So he volunteered to coach and get out with his guys and hang out and have some fun. So good for them. We'll talk more about uh, small college football. We talked earlier with Chris Keverson, University of Indianapolis. They're number eight in the country in Division Two. Big win at McKendry. Uh, sets up a big matchup next weekend. So we have a lot of football to talk about. I know you're all probably wondering, what do we do tomorrow? Because there's no Colts game. Uh, I don't know. Try to have fun. Go to a movie. Go uh, go to a, go spend money somewhere, you know. Help stimulate the economy. Uh, or here's an idea for you. Join Paul Condry and me on the pairing show for the IHSAA State Championship in football. Uh, we'll be uh, live from the IHSAA headquarters from 5 o'clock until 7 o'clock Eastern time. Many of these stations you're listening to us on on the weekends, you can catch this action tomorrow on those stations. It's also streamed on the IHSA Champions Radio Network. Coming up, more college football. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. to go in Las Vegas. Notre Dame has the ball up 28-20 inside BYU territory. We're getting into, if you just don't make a major mistake, then the Fighting Irish will leave with their third win of the season over number 16 BYU. Coach, let's talk some small college small college football wins today. Hanover College 63-21 over Bluffton on homecoming weekend. Coach, 631 yards of total offense. 422 yards passing, 209 yards rushing, an offensive clinic. Franklin College, not that far behind. 618 total yards of offense for Franklin in a 54-14 win over Anderson. Coach, that's nearly 1,250 total yards of offense between just two teams in one week. That's that's pretty impressive. Uh, over on the baseball side of things, the New York Mets, 3-2, to two, bottom of the seventh in New York. San Diego, the Padres, lead the series 1-0, so the Mets backs, backs against the wall here uh, in this three-game wildcard series. They're up 3-2, bottom of the seventh. The Phillies, 2-0 over the Cardinals right now. That is in the middle of the sixth. Philly won that first game in a wild ninth inning, came back uh, and won ultimately pretty comfortably in that one. Uh, 2-0 the score there. The Guardians beat the Rays earlier today, 15 innings, one to nothing there. I'll keep you updated on everything throughout the night. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Josh Mullinex. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk brought to you by Indiana Donor Network, driven the number two savelives.org. Brad Huber, a man you know and love on Indiana Sports Talk, uh, working in the uh, doing the um, Franklin Anderson game, working some PA today. Franklin 54 14 winners over the Ravens. Uh, homecoming win. You always want to have a homecoming win. Uh, Brad, thanks so much for the call. And the, as you heard Josh Mullenix talk about, an offensive explosion today for the Grizzlies. Oh, my gosh, yeah. 618 yards on 80 plays from scrimmage. Did that math real quickly, and that was an average of 7.7 yards a play. So uh, you're not going to lose very many football games 
when you uh, average 7.7 yards a play offensively. Not at all, and it's always good to have that type of day when the alums are there. <laughs> it's, oh, absolutely. It's, 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 all, it's always fun. And it was a nice day, you know, a little crisp day weather-wise, just a lot of fun. Um, Steve Rock, uh, the Anderson University coach, a former student of mine at IUPUI, and, and he, wow. he played, he's a Plainfield boy, and so, you know, I agonize for him, but I also understand that Grizzlies are starting to put some things together right now. Yeah, second straight win for the Franklin Grizzlies, and they will host the finds next week. So starting to find their momentum a little bit as we hit the midway point of the season, and they had a very difficult non-conference schedule, but now they've gotten a couple wins in a row to start HCAC play, and uh, they might be some contenders there in that conference uh, as we head uh, later on in the season. All right, so tell me uh, who rolls up the big numbers for the Grizzlies offensively today. Well, yeah, start with the quarterback, uh, Kai Ross. Uh, he threw the football very well today, 22 of 30, 301 yards and five passing touchdowns uh, for that junior quarterback. So he played very, very good football today and then uh, spread it out quite a bit. Dylan Kenny had a couple of touchdowns today, uh, 101 yards receiving. Spencer Wright had a touchdown. Uh, Cam Jennings, a rushing touchdown today for the Grizzlies. And then uh, for Anderson, they had a couple of scores today, too. Roosevelt, Norfleet, their quarterback, uh, threw for 196 yards and two touchdowns to Ryan McGoff. So, uh, really, Ty Ross was the player of the ball game uh, today for the Grizzlies. Following in a long line of successful quarterbacks at Franklin College, those are, those are spectacular numbers, quite frankly. <laughs> so, uh, Grizzlies, who do they play next week? They will host the Fiance next Saturday right, right. Uh, down there uh, in Franklin, so that should be another good ball game. I will not be doing that ball game as I'll be headed up to uh, Muncie to watch the Ball State football with a couple of friends. So looking forward to that. But yeah, looking forward to following to seeing what Franklin can do the rest of the season. Also, Franklin over Anderson, fifty-four fourteen. You mentioned your alma mater, Ball State. They squeeze one out over Central Michigan today, seventeen sixteen. Uh, another, they back up last week's win with another good win. Cardiac cards, I guess, of the Ball State Cardinals. Another big win, another big defensive stop to secure that win from Coach New and company. Uh, just did enough to get the win today. And, you know, they like to come from behind. That's two straight where they've had to come from behind and now go to two and one in conference play. And they'll step out of conference when they host uh, Connecticut next week and try to get above 500 on the season. But today, I think it was huge not only in the conference race, but also that next step towards trying to become bowl eligible and get six wins on the season. So how many do they have now? What are they? Uh, they've won four? Uh, three and three, three right and three. now at three the halfway point of okay. the season two and one oh, yeah. in Mid-American Conference play. So uh, they're right there, and uh, they're finding their stride. It'll be fun to see what they can do. Another big one, another very winnable one against Connecticut next week, and then they'll step back into play Eastern Michigan in a couple of weeks. But uh, tomorrow, or uh, not tomorrow, next week will be big right. to see uh, if they can make that step towards uh, bowl eligibility. And I heard on the broadcast today, if they get to six wins, it'll be the first time in school history that they would become bowl eligible for three seasons in a row. So that would be <laughs> huge as well for Coach New. Yeah, absolutely. And as you know, can't happen to a nicer guy. He's fantastic. Oh, oh, he's fantastic. I love him. Um, I, I, I always hope he wins, and uh, certainly they're playing very, very well. 
Brad, thank you so much for the call. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you, Coach. Thanks. I'll talk to you tomorrow for the parent show. I'll look, I, I, I am looking forward to it. Thanks so much. I'll look forward to working with you again. Thanks. That was good. Thank you, Coach. Good one uh, by uh, Brad Huber. Brad Huber will be our producer and be our studio producer for the broadcast tomorrow for the pairing show. I like how he gives me a perfect segue to promote the pairing show. Uh, coming up tomorrow, 5 to 7 Eastern time. Uh, Paul Kinder and I will be live from the IHSAA headquarters. I'm told they have a brand-new studio that they've put together. Uh, this will be our first time in it. Um, and I got to tell you, you know, we're both radio guys by 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 nature. This is what we do. Um, and so it is live-streamed. We understand it. It's a different world nowadays. But our, our approach, Paul and I approach this as a radio broadcast. And so... When we uh, when we did it, when we started doing it, uh, they came to us and said, "You know, we we want you to got we want you to do the the pairing show," and they wanted us to do talk to us about doing it uh, on TV. And and I think both of us immediately said, "You know, we make a living in radio, so we're gonna do, we're gonna do radio." And so we settled on the concept of why don't you guys just televise a radio show, and that's what we do. And so five o'clock, seven o'clock. Uh, our task is to get you all that information you need to understand who's going to be playing whom and where on uh, the upcoming tournament. So week number eight wrapped up last night. Later on tonight, um, about an hour, a little, a little uh, under an hour, Paul and I will talk about the, the, the week that was week number eight and set the stage for next week's or this coming weekend's uh, week number nine and talk a little uh, tournament football. So uh, to gauge when you need to be listening or watching, um, just think about the fact that we'll spend a little time with each class, starting with 1A and working our way up. The Hall of Famer himself, Jim Brenner from WBAT and Marion joins me. Indiana Wesleyan and Marion squaring off today. All right, don't keep me in suspense anymore. Give me some news. Well, uh, they moved the game to tonight because they uh, were experiencing uh, a heck of a uh, showdown tonight. Because last year, if you might remember, right, right, Indiana Wesleyan uh, took care of uh, Marion and didn't just take care of them, uh, beat them something like uh, forty-two to seven or forty-one to seven. So this year it was at Marion. It was a heck of a showdown tonight, and uh, the Wildcats uh, hung on and won seventeen to ten. So. Uh, they are rocking and rolling. Their only loss was the <laughs> Division One school in Valpo. And uh, Coach uh, Jordan Langs is uh, is pretty excited about where this Wildcat football team may be going. Well, it should be. I mean, they're ranked nationally for a reason. Being a nationally ranked team in Mir- in Marion, these are I mean, the stories of these two teams of being putting together this type of success in a short amount of time is is. I think it's amazing, quite frankly, and they are these are really, really good football teams. Yes, they are. And uh, if you've ever met uh, Jordan Lyons, you love the guy the moment you uh, walk up and meet him for the first time because he is so inspirational to those kids. And, of course, you know all about uh, how good Marion is, and mm-hmm. they've won two national championships in their 15 years of football. And they brought back uh, a team from 15 years ago, and they, they did everything they could to hype the crowd. Probably had the largest <laughs> crowd they've had in, right. in a long time tonight, Bobby. <laughs> but uh, the Wildcats uh, prevailed, and uh, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you there, if, if, and, you know, last year, I, I don't know how you, if you remember how the season ended. They, they were one 
24-hour period away from playing their first playoff game, and they found out they had been using an eligible right, player, right. and, and they had that. to quit the season at that point. So uh, their their slogan this year is coming out of the darkness. And tonight, <laughs> Coach, <laughs> tonight Jordan told me after the ball game, he said, I think we finally have, have uh, left have left the darkness, and we're seeing light at the end of the tunnel. So. That's fantastic. I mean, just think about it. There's still a lot of football to be played, but uh, to win over a team with a stature uh, of Marion, uh, people understand uh, how good they are anyway. Jim Brunner, thank you so much. What a great surprise. Have a fantastic week, and don't be a stranger. Well, I, I've, I've been through an 0-8 Marion football season so far, so I'll, I'll try to call you after, if we win a ball game All next right. Friday because we've got a chance to maybe win our first game, Bobby. Thanks so much, Jim. Take right, care. Buddy. Jim Brunner, WBAT, scoreboard update, and then we'll talk IU football on Indiana Sports Talk. Yay, John Harris.